Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Dungeon Cast is brought to you by Crucible Magazine. Crucible Magazine is a Kickstarter launching February 15th. It's a next-generation monthly magazine for 5th edition, filled with adventures, magic items, subclasses, battle maps, and other cool magazine content like interviews, articles, reader's letters section, and even a four-page color comic. Crucible Magazine will be available every month in print, PDF, and as a module for Foundry Visual Tabletop. When the Kickstarter's live on February 15th, you can get the digital launch issue for free from their Kickstarter page to check out the magazine yourself, which has over 90 pages of content. All you gotta do is go to cruciblemag.com dungeoncast, and you can check it out for yourself. That's cruciblemag.com dungeoncast. If you wanna sponsor the show, you can reach out to us at thedungeoncast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, and today we're talking about sorcerers of the aberrant mind. How you doing, Brad? I'm great, Will. How yeah. are you? I'm doing pretty good. Look at our glorious background, William. I know. It's looking pretty good. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah, we got some new shelving and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we threw as much shit out onto our, our background as we could. So check us out on YouTube if you want to see it. Yeah, Maybe you've never that. seen what we look like. You can. You can, though. We exist. <laughs> we do. Check we're us out on, on TikTok. On video. You can see us there, too. That's true. You, we are also on there. Doing a lot of fun stuff there. All right, Brian. So today we're talking about uh, another subclass. This one belongs to the Sorcerer, and this one is called the Aberrant Mind. Yes. Um, as its name would suggest, it is tied to aberrations, which um, tangentially are tied to often the Far Realm. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the Far Realm-flavored Sorcerer. Cool. Which is, you know, it's it's nice to get that because we, so far the Far Realm has been tied specifically to Warlocks for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, almost Great old Warlock. So. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the, only the thing. cliche one right there. Yeah. Um, is it this, really a cliche? I don't know. Cliche is too strong a word. becoming a cliche. I would say that it's like the the quintessential, the, the one most people think of when they think of the Warlock, I think at this point. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But um, it's nice to have another class that, that has built-in flavor that is geared towards the Far Realm. And uh, let's get into it. Okay. So, an alien influence has wrapped its tendrils around your mind, giving you psionic power. You can now touch other minds with that power and alter the world around you by using it to control the magical energy of the multiverse. 
Will this power shine from you as a hopeful beacon to others? Probably not. Or will you be a source of terror to those who you who fill the stab of your mind and witness the strange manifestations of your mind? Probably, Absolutely. Uh, yes, almost definitely. Psychic is neutral at best, as we've covered the show. Yeah, for the most cases. part. For the most part, yeah. As an aberrant mind sorcerer, you decide how you acquired your powers. Uh, were you born with them? Or did an event later in life leave you shining with psionic awareness? Some examples for origins are given in Tasha's Culture of Everything, Far Plane Influence, uh, Psychic Splinter from an Abolith Encounter, Psionic Energy from the Astral Plane, a Mind Flayer Tadpole embedded into your brain, or maybe you were lucky and as a child you became friends with a flump. You had flump friend. Yeah, flump friend. Oh, gross. It's like, do you not scared of the way Flumps? I fucking <laughs> Flump? propel myself? Flumps are the best friends, Brian. <laughs> Absolutely the My best friend. My best friend, Flump. That's like a like what? a 90s sitcom. What about being friends with a Flump would give you psychic powers, though? Breathing that hot oh, gas, no, brother. Oh, no. Yeah, how else are you going to get it? You're breathing in the molds. Yep. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's fumes. get into some features. The fumes. Flump fumes. It's a it's a can. That's an Axe body spray uh, dandy <laughs> special. It's the like co- Old Spice. Is that, well, the color of that can would be what? Yellow? Yellow and green? I thought it would be like a purpley, like oh, the color okay. of flump, you know? Well, flumps are usually yellow. Oh, yeah. I, thought they they, I always saw them as like Yellow, purplish. yellowish green. No. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a okay. fart can for your fart friend. Let's get into it. <laughs> so at level one, uh, you get access to some psionic spells. You learn additional spells when you reach certain levels in this class, as shown on the psionic spells table. Each of these spells counts as a sorcerer spell for you, but it doesn't count against the number of sorcerer spells you know. Um, whenever you get a sorcerer level, you replace one of the spells, yada, yada, yada. We've gone over this before. Yeah, but I, if this is your first episode, like... You should check, okay, out, fine. check out spellcasting. Yeah, yeah, check out spellcasting. We have a five-minute video that explains it all. We, yeah, um, you do, but like you can switch out your spells if you want to, just not yes, very often. exactly. I will say something about this. Uh, this class, you see this feature on a lot of classes. This whole, like, you get specific spells. They don't account against the ones you know. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like no, almost every caster has that, right? Like a subclass. A lot of, a lot of, all, every, every caster class has at least one subclass that has this. Uh, I will say even wizards, except for wizards, probably because I can't think of a I can't wizards think of a wizard one to dip. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that on no class is, in my opinion, does this feature shine better than on the sorcerer because the sorcerer's whole thing is that they can cast from a very similar list as the wizard, mm-hmm. and they have way more flexibility in what they can do with those same spells. Yes, their drawback is they know way less spells. Right, this okay. literally gives the sorcerer, I, I want to say, like, eight more spells, eight extra spells. So by level 20, rather than having 18, you'll have, uh, what, like 24? That's a big difference. Yeah. Or 26. Truly. I'm sorry, 26. So so you the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer is the way you learn your magic. Like, yeah, sure, lore-wise. Right, absolutely. yeah. And that um, kind of counts for that, because, like, uh, a sorcerer comes from, like, your inner being or whatever, yeah. and, like... You, you're not study. You're not a studious, you know, right. as a wizard uh, would be. A wizard can know literally countless spells, but like pragmatically, like you probably know up to thirty or whatever. Yeah, I'm saying that this closes that gap substantially, and not every sorcerer subclass gets this feature. Mm. A lot of the newer ones do, but almost all the original ones in the in the in the first few books, like they don't get this feature. So this is a very powerful feature for a sorcerer specifically. Cool. But let's move on. The spells that you get. At first level, you get Arms of Hadar and Dissonant Whispers and Mind Sliver. At third level, you get Calm Emotions and Detect Thoughts. At fifth level, you get Hunger of Hadar and Sending. At seventh level, you get 
Evard's Black Tentacles and Summon Aberration, which is a fucking awesome spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, at ninth level, you get Rari's Telepathic Bond and Telekinesis. Oh, thanks everybody who like told me who Rari was. I mean, they didn't. Did they really tell us who they were? Or I they mean, just told us from where they. Yeah, okay. That's what. Yeah, that's what they said. Rari's from Greyhawk. That that's all like I know. A bajillion comments. It's now like that. the extent of my knowledge. I don't want to expand anymore. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> also, at level one, you get another feature called telepathic speech. You can form a telepathic connection between your mind and the mind of another. As a bonus action, choose one creature you can see within thirty feet of you. You and the chosen creature can speak telepathically with each other while the two of you are within a number of miles of each other. Nice. Uh, equal to charisma, uh, your charisma modifier minimum one mile to understand each other you each must speak mentally in a language the other knows telepathic connection lasts for a number of minutes equal to your sorcerer level it ends early if you are incapacitated or die or if you use this ability to form a connection with a different creature okay so this is this has a lot of utility this i the number one use that pops into my head is like oh you form your telepathic bond with your rogue scout Mm-hmm. Your rogue scout's going way ahead, and you got a telepathic bond with them. Scouting roguish for probably say. yeah for for at least four miles if you're a good sorcerer, <laughs> <laughs> three if you're a mediocre one, and two if you're just ass. Two if you're yeah if you yeah not good at your class, but um, so that that's useful in that way. But um, it, I do find it interesting that most te- telepathy uh, transcends language, not this one. This one's very specific. You have to share language. That's weird. Why? It, why it, this one? Um, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. they wanted to give it some sort of nerf, so they did. Maybe you need a bond. Maybe. So at level six, you get your next feature called Psionic Sorcery. When you cast any spell of first level or higher from your Psionic Spells feature, you can cast it by expending a spell slot as normal or by spending a number of sorcery points equal to the spell's level. If you cast a spell using sorcery points, it requires no verbal or semantic components, and it requires no material components unless they are consumed by the spell. Now, this is very useful if you keep track of components. Yes. Which not everyone does, but I think more people do than not. I've seen more arguments lately for doing the special rules for magic users because that's what sort of brings the scale of power down right. to fighter level. Yes. And like kind of close although the spellcaster is inherently more powerful than the fighter at level 20 no matter what you do. Yeah, but the components are supposed to help mitigate that. Yeah, and costs um, for gold and yeah. like keeping track of like spells prepared and mm-hmm. stuff like that. All that stuff's meant to like put a cap on Power level. Like there's a certain limitation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have seen this done. This is back from my fourth edition days. I've seen it done where components are like this amalgamous thing. And basically mm-hmm. you have X amount of components. Mm-hmm. And when you're out of like it'll. It, so it has like some sort of a n- number on 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 it. If you will. I have a bag and I don't know what's in the bag. Yeah. But when I pull a component out mm-hmm. of it, it's the one I need. Yeah. And there you, are only so many in the bag. Right. You And okay. you have X gold amount worth of components. Right. Yeah. And since all the components that are listed in um, in any of the spellcasting books, I think they all have their monetary value. Um, shown, I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. that's true. Um, you everything, can just, everything you can buy. Each spell for a costs shot. you X amount of money, basically. Yeah. Um, and rather than have very specific components, which are very tedious to keep track of, I've seen people just have this over-encompassing thing called components. Yeah, like uh, Blades in the Dark is a game mm-hmm. powered by the Apocalypse game where you can have a flashback. And it takes stress. You can have 12 stress. It takes right. like two stress to activate a flashback, or maybe it's one. Mm-hmm. But basically, you can have a flashback to have an item you need in this oh. time of need. Because sure. you're supposed to be like a bandit or whatever. Right. It's like, I'm always prepared. It's like, oh, I have the perfect, like, I'm going to throw a potion on the ground. It's going to make a gas cloud so I can, like, poison some people and escape. Mm-hmm. Um 
but I didn't know I needed it until this moment, and now I have a flashback to show myself preparing it. Right. Okay. And it co- it did cost me something. It cost me like just like you're saying with the component in mm-hmm. the bag in the empty the you know the bag full of whatever you need mm-hmm. of the magic and then juice. Also, this other thing called stress. And in that game, when you cap on stress, you face trauma. So okay. your character goes through Darkest something Dungeon. like yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, you get another feature at level six called psychic defenses. You gain resistance to psychic damage, which is fantastic, and you have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened, which is good if you're not an elf who already has that. Exactly. Um, but the, well, the frightened part, the elf doesn't have that. Halfling has that. Mm. Um, then at level 14, you get a, uh, a very well-named feature called Revelation in Flesh. Ooh. <laughs> you can unleash <laughs> <That's> the nasty. <laughs> you can unleash the aberrant truth hidden within yourself. As a bonus action, <laughs> gross. <laughs> you can spend one or more sorcery points to magically transform your body for 10 minutes. This is a very interesting feature. You can summon the town guard to try to arrest you for indecent exposure <laughs> at level 14. For each sorcery point you spend, you can gain one of the following benefits. Of your choice, the effects of which last until the transformation ends. Um, you can see any. Oh, these are these are the things that you can gain. Number one, you can you can see any invisible creature within sixty feet of you, provided it isn't behind total cover. Your eyes also turn black or become writhing sensory tendrils. Ooh, cool. Uh, number two, you gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed, and you can hover as you fly. Your skin glistens with mucus or shines with an otherworldly light. Oh man. Number three, you gain a swimming speed equal to twice your walking speed and you can breathe underwater. Moreover, gills grow from your neck or fan out from behind your ears. Your fingers become webbed and you grow writhing cilia that extend through your clothing. The cilia, cilia they're like little long things with yeah. like, like, like They're little like little thin the tendrils with that yeah. kind of ball a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I just went to the aquarium not too long ago. I saw a lot of cilia. So you can water world this shit? Yes, you yeah. get, you get super water world it <laughs> Plus out. Plus cilia. Yeah. Um, you're, and number four, your body, along with any equipment you're wearing or carrying, becomes slimy and pliable. You can move through any space as narrow as one inch without squeezing, and you can spend five feet of movement to escape from non-magical restraints or being grappled. That's dope. Yeah, so that is so unused. cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Gooigi. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, obviously, Luigi is an aberrant mind sorcerer. Luigi is definitely. <laughs> like, absolutely. Undoubtedly. He's got the best vacuum. Yeah, that too. Um, warping implosion is the final feature you get at level 18, which is really up there. It's, it's hard to get to level 18. If, if for anyone who does, congratulations. Yeah, good job. And it. started at level, you know, one or two or three. Yeah. I'll even take three. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, fuck, I'll take five. If you make it 18, I'll take five. Yeah. You start at five, make it 18, good for you. And let us know if you did it with experience or milestone leveling, because that definitely matters. True that. So uh, what was the feature called again? It was called Warping Implosion. You can unleash your aberrant power as a space warping anomaly. As an action, you can teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 120 feet of you. Immediately after, you disappear. Each creature within 30 feet of the space that you left. 30? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, must make a strength saving throw, which most people are bad at that, against your spell save DC. On a failed save, a creature takes 3d10 force damage and is pulled straight towards the space you left, ending in an unoccupied space as close to your former space as possible. On a successful save, the creature takes half the damage and isn't pulled. Well, That's powerful. That's yeah. uh, I have a spell on my wizard called Thunderstep. It's, a, it's, it's basically the identical thing, although yeah. I think the range might be different of the area of effect for damage. It's much smaller, I think. Yeah, I thought it was like 10 or 15. Yeah, I want to say it's like 10 feet. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but I can also take a person with me. Yeah, which I is do. nice. It was very nice. Uh, once you use this feature, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest, or unless you spend five sorcery points, to use it again. You is know that I, at level eighteen is that a lot? Um, I think five is a lot, no matter what. But I'm yeah, gonna look it up right now because most of uh, your sorcery points you can spend like one to three on your meta magic stuff. I think. Hmm. Um, I gotta pull up my character anyway, but um, there's lots of cool ways to you know the feats let you meta magic even harder. Yeah, That's so at level cool. 20, you have 20 points. So even at okay. max level, it's a quarter of everything you got. That but still, being able to pop that up sure. four times is pretty brutal. Usable. Well, um, I mean, probably maybe twice if you think about it. Oh, like, yeah, if you're using it in other ways. I'm just saying as a max, you can tr- throw this I fucking could spam this gravity four, four bomb times. like four times. And yeah. just like be a menace like all over the fucking battlefield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a spell. It's it's as powerful as a third level spell. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, is it worth your five points? Pro- mm. Probably fuck. Yeah, I would say depending on the once. scenario. Like surround yourself with enemies. It's a great combination with Armor of Agathis if you mm-hmm. can get that spell as an aberrant. I'm not sure if you can or not. Like, it, that, um, that, I'm no, thinking, I don't think you can. Yeah, it's more warlocky, huh? Yeah. Um, but stuff like that. Like maybe you can mage armor to tank more attacks or like do something. Well, that you're takes pulling more attacks, you're, right? you're pulling them into a place you were. You're no longer there. Yeah. Well, well how I like to use this a spell, the Thunderstep spell, is to draw aggro, have uh-huh. enemies surround me, uh-huh. and then teleport out. So oh, now all my okay. enemies are clustered in one spot. I'm free in a way to fire range shit, mm-hmm. and then we can surround them or whatever. That's awesome. I like that. I've done it. I've done it in our game. Yeah, I'm sure you have, but usually combat's such a blur to me. Yeah, it truly. uh, It really is, but uh, it's fun to listen back to on Super Quest Saga, which is a show you guys should go check out. It's on YouTube. It's also its own podcast. Look it up, Super Quest Saga. It's coming to a close. It is. We're getting um, close to the end here. Because we're finishing our our first campaign ever. It's very great. And there's lots of like aberrant Far Realm Lovecraftian (laughs) shit. So, yeah. I do a whole character for a while that's like nothing but that. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. This is not a spoiler. It's the first fucking... Well, you, a, said, you said for a while. Yeah. Let's take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Rise of Vecna is an exciting new D&D adventure inspired by the Dungeon Cast episode on Vecna. Rise of Vecna takes place in a version of the Forgotten Realms where evil prevails. Tiamat has been successfully summoned, the Demon Lords still roam the Underdark, and Baldur's Gate has been dragged into Avernus. Moreover, each of these disasters has been purposefully orchestrated or exploited by the Archlich Vecna. This adventure will take your players from levels 3 to 10. Along the way, they will encounter legends such as the Crime Lord Xanathar and the increasingly mountainous Chief Guh. You can find Rise of Vecna exclusively on dmsguild.com. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick while you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash dungeoncast and use your promotional code dungeoncast and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash dungeoncast. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? You or someone you love falling into depression or struggling with anxiety can keep you from what you care about. Struggling with mental health is something a lot of us deal with, including myself. But luckily, there's something we can do. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. This service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. 
You'll get a timely and thoughtful response, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com dungeon. That's Better, H-E-L-P, and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Right now, listeners of the Dungeon Cast can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com dungeon. We've returned. Do we have? If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com slash the Dungeon Cast, <laughs> where you can support us. Indeed you can. Um, Just started shishing. Yeah, you, you started tapping into your inner what there. You gotta, you gotta lean in. Um, we built some characters, Brian. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. Both aberrant sorcerers. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start today's. And okay. And I built a Githzerai sorcerer. Her, na- her name is Lazara Zay. Um, she's a, she's a bad guy. She's a villain. She's more like an NPC, which I seem to do a lot. I've noticed. I build like probably fifty to sixty percent villains on this show. Maybe it's because like you are our forever DM. I'm a forever DM, and just it just I can't help but just have build to build forever villains. NPCs. Yeah. Um, like- yeah. So she um, she grew up. Um, probably amongst the gifts of Zarai in, I believe it's Limbo, um, mm-hmm. raised as a warrior, and I think she set off on a uh, a warpath, or warpath is a bit of a strong word, a crusade, if you will, to um, to fight the Mind Flayers who, you know, have terrorized her people in the past. Um, so she got caught up in the Underdark, and she ended up getting caught up with some Bullholder bullshit. Was she farting? No, no farting. She oh, knew okay. she knew better. She knows she, she knew knows better. not to fart. You in don't the fart dark. in your dark. Okay. Um, but she got caught up with some beholder bullshit while while doing her mind flayer hunting. And um she ended up becoming, you know, enslaved, indoctrinated, and all that other stuff. And Dang. they slowly warped her mind to the point of her becoming a believer in the Great Mother. Oh. So she is a deep, zealous follower of the Great Mother, so much so that she's become an ocular adept. Do you remember what we talked about the ocular adepts? Yeah. They're like beholder worshippers, specifically of the Great Mother. Well, the Yeah, I remember the cult. Their main thing is they get psionic powers, amongst other things, uh, through a horrifying surgery in which a beholder incises a, a section of their skull out of them and inserts the eyeball from a gazer. Right, okay. And the thing is the eye, the 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 gazer's eye retains some of the gazer's personality, mm-hmm. and the ocular adept can then hear the voice of their gazer, and uh, basically kind of has to fight a little bit for control oh, with yeah, with yeah, the yeah. gazer until they eventually become one person. So they're being influenced. So, yeah. yeah. So her her <clears throat> name her name has always been Lazara. The name of the gazer who was uh, surgically. Uh, uh, implanted into her head, name was Zay. So now she is a combine being called Lazara Zay. Okay, cool. That's dope. <laughs> and it, it, this is the the moment that turned her into an aberrant mind sorcerer. So ah, this is this I is see. the source of her power. Um, she's she's actually like stat wise and, and and whatnot. She she's pretty straightforward. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, uh, eighteen charisma. 14 constitution, 16 decks. Everything else is like 8 or 10. Um, Gotta pump that charisma. That's your spell casting modifier for, for your spells. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's trained in deception, insight, persuasion, and, of course, religion. Okay. Um, I want to say she's an acolyte for her background. I'm not sure where to look there. Because you're picking up this NPC 
after all this, right? Yeah, so after that, all yeah, this. So she, she has to be you know, she's level now. eight. Yeah, she. Um, so what she, was she before? What class would she? What would you expect this character at before she was corrupted? Before like these decades of bullshit, she yeah. was probably a low level monk. Okay, yeah. dope. Um, but uh, let me see. For spells, you know, it's all just basic sonic bullshit. You know, mind sliver, minor illusion, arms of Hadar, detect thoughts, uh, dissonant whispers, phantasmal force, sleep, suggestion, um, calm emotions. Uh, hypnotic pattern, hunger of hate, our major image, just all the all the psychic and illusion staple bullshit. stuff, yeah, Some staple stuff for sure. Um, for a feat, I, I I had her dip a little bit into like warlock by um, the feat is called Eldritch Adept, so she gains an nice. Eldritch invocation. Of I her almost choice. took that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, I was like, the flavor is uh, just perfect. So you know, yeah, I was like. Uh, Subconsciously, before you told me like about the like the cliche of it, mm-hmm. like I was like, ah, I kind of don't want to be warlocky, in right? This scenario, yeah, fair enough, because I like maybe want to do something different. But so the fact that she's like religiously a follower of the Great Mother, I was like, why didn't she? Maybe she, she gets a little bit of sprinkle of the warlock yeah, warlock juice. That's so cool. She took the Eldritch Mind uh, invocation, which gives her advantage on Constitution and saving throws that uh, she makes to maintain her concentration. So it's very very pragmatic, handy for sure. Um, Racial traits. So as a gif, she gets mental discipline. She has advantage on save throws against being charmed in frightened conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, she also gets the her mage hand uh, cantrip is invisible. She oh, can that's cast neat. it and it's invisible. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what else here does she have that sets her apart? Oh, she's got some inventory here. So I gave her an eldritch staff, and thematically, you know, she's all. She's all up in Beholder business. She has a robe mm. of eyes. Okay. So the robe of eyes does some cool shit. Um, this robe is adorned with eye-like patterns. While you wear the robe, you gain the following benefits. The robe lets you see in all directions, and you have advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. You have dark vision out to a range of 120 feet, and you can see invisible creatures and objects as well as see into the ethereal plane out to a range of 120 feet. Wow. Yeah. The eyes of the robe can't be closed or averted, although you can close or avert your own eyes. You are never considered to be doing so while wearing this robe. (laughs) A light spell cast on the robe or a daylight spell cast within five feet of the robe causes you to be blinded for one minute. Uh That's dope. That is such a cool feature. Indeed. At the end of each of your turns, you can make a constitution saving throw for um, 11 for light, 15 for daylight to end the blindness on a success. Okay. Um, And then she has Eldritch Staff, which... Can you uh, imagine your homies like, let me make it a little easier for everybody, and they light up your robes? Ah, why would you do that? Um, so Eldritch Stash. The staff can be wielded as a magic quarter staff. It grants a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. Staff has ten charges and regains 1d6 plus four uh, expended charges daily at dawn. Um, you can use the charges to do these two things. Number one, Eldritch Attack. When you hit with a melee attack using the staff, you can expend up to three of its charges. For each charge you expend, the target takes an extra 1d8 lightning damage. Nice. Um, and then Eldritch Escape. If you take damage while holding the staff, you can use your reaction to expend three of the staff's charges. Whereupon, you turn invisible and teleport yourself along with any equipment you are wearing or carrying up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space that you can see. You remain invisible until the start of your next turn or until you attack, cast a spell, or deal damage. That's really cool um, robe, man. Yeah, yeah. She's, really she's, cool staff, yeah. really cool robe. She, she's going to be a nightmare to fight for whatever party I throw her against. Yeah, like visually <laughs> and physically. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, eyeballs for days, and she's just going to be so hard to pin down and kill. 
You can um, do like some Donzo shit where you like wrap your robe so you can like close some of the eyes on the arms or whatever. Sure, yeah. Like absolutely. cover them. Like, oh, dude, your your robe has like patches all over it, like little flaps. Oh, for the eyes you, so they can blink. make it so you like pull a string and they, and they all, all open. Like... <laughs> Everyone freaks out. <laughs> that's horrible. Um, so that's Lazara Zay. Do you have any questions before we talk about your character? That's fun. That's yeah. a fun one, man. I'm, I'm, I like yeah, that I was one into a lot. It. Thank you. I appreciate it. I see you have 13 AC. You've got 50 HP. It's not bad. Yeah. What level did you build? Level eight. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dang. Um, I'm stronger. I'm oh, I'm stronger. sure you are. I'm stronger than you. So tell us about your character, Brian. I actually built. Is level eight what we normally do? I feel like I yeah. always go 10, but today I built eight. Maybe eight. I eight, feel like eight's eight, money. I think eight's, eight's money. what... Maybe it was 10. I don't know. I, I was like building eight. 10. I think you were building lower for a yeah. while. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe I should go lower. I, I ended up going <laughs> eight. Um, I am Farawan. Tell us about Farawan. Uh, Farawan is a Harangon. Oh, we're back Fair. in the Harangon verse. Welcome to the Harangon verse. Uh, it's back. It's back. We got Spider Man. <laughs> we got Spider Man. We got Yu Gi Oh. We got who else crossed over? Hangs out with each other. Did, did Spider Man and Yu Gi Oh cross over? No, that can't be a thing. Uh, Yu Gi Oh did what Spider Verse, what's what No Way Home did before oh. No Way Home did it. Well, No Way Home is a copy of the Spider Verse, which is a while back. I don't know, man. Maybe Yu-Gi-Oh is a, co- a, a copier. Well, the, yeah, yeah. The three yeah. main, the first three Yu-Gi-Oh protagonists all hung out for a while. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The, so the Spider Verse comic book, I think, came out. I want to say in like 2015, 2014. Uh, I don't know. When did that Yu-Gi-Oh movie come out? <laughs> probably before. Probably before that, honestly. Really? I I was playing in like 2010. Okay. Well, then maybe. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh wins. I used to Either cl- way, this is the Herringon Verse. Tell us about it. Yeah. Welcome to the Herringon Verse. Uh, now I'm doing it. Uh, okay, so Farawan the Harangon lost all their hair because they saw some bullshit oh, okay. and became an aberrant so sorcerer. A bear hair, a, a, a hair bear. Farawan the hairless, ha- whose hair is gone. Okay, gotcha. Love it. <laughs> Farawan whose hair is gone is a heron. Is a heron god. Oh boy. Uh, so we got zero strength. Okay. Uh, I took average 10. Yeah. Uh, plus one dex, plus three okay. con. I oh, wanted really? to con this thing out. I yeah. wanted to have the highest HP sorcerer Got ever. constitution for sure. Um, plus one in intelligence, minus one to wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, and plus three cha. Okay. So we got... A little more well-rounded than mine, kind of. Yeah. I picked the, I picked the small uh, size hair and gone. Okay. So it's a small hair and gone whose hair is gone. Okay. Um, so it's just they just got like they you know like a, like a Siamese cat. Those, that's not the name of those cats. Is no, it? it's not not at all. I mean, what? I just call them hairless cats, but yeah, it's a hyperallergenic uh, bald ones. Yeah, those. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? It's like a naked mole rat, basically. Yeah, it's a naked mole rat, but yeah. it is a heron god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the feats are really fun. Okay, let me get into let me get into um, uh, the spells. I feel like you know probably more standard, like how we're talking about with yours. Okay, you didn't do anything special with the spells. It's not all psychic re- not bullshit. really. I I mostly was focusing on the build, like in terms of the meta magic, which I think is always fun to do for sorcerers. I think for my last oh, for C four PO, I did. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, um, I did because I remember I chose very specifically C four PO is the last sorcerer. I did a clockwork sorcerer for him, and I maxed out like how many uh, meta magic things I could do with, with feats. I had like five options out of mm. like the, what is it, eight? Yeah, something like that. I had a, almost, I had all the good ones. 
It looks like I chose Heightened Spell and Extended Spell. So Heightened Spell, when you cast a spell that forces a creature to make a save, though, you can spend three sorcery points. Do you have one target of the spell disadvantage? Makes sense. I do a lot of, like, I, I need to fuck with your mind. Please, you can't save. If you save, yeah, you still fuck with your mind. Yeah, give you disadvantage on the save. Yeah. And then Extended Spell, when you cast a spell that has a duration of one minute or longer, you can spend a sorcery point to double its duration to a maximum of duration of 24 hours. Again, I do stuff that fucks with you. I need it to keep fucking with you. Totally. But I'm not really doing, like, area of... Um, effect. So I get my rabbit hop. Yeah, go for uh, it. As a bonus action, I can jump 15 feet without right. provoking opportunity cool. attacks, right? As a Herangon. Like you're psychic and you got hops. I can use it um, three times at level eight. Okay, you jump real high while being psychic. Or real far. Or real far while Just also like being psychic. Jump to the side or whatever. The okay. only rules for this, I think, is you have to have some movement. You can't be prone or have zero movement for whatever reason. Oh, to do your jump. Okay. <clears throat> um, How does he use the jump? Is it a he? Yeah. How does he use the jump while being a sorcerer? But just to get away? Probably. Okay. Kind of like how um like spellcasters use um teleportation. M- like misty step. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um that's kind of or like to get height to fucking fuck someone up. You need but this a does view. not say I don't take fall damage. Interesting. So if I jump 15 feet in the air, am I going to take a d6 when I, I come know. down? Are there rules for the fact that it's a jump, right? I didn't see anything in the regular statistics about I don't it. Know. Right? Uh, like, yeah. if I jump, I, I could, like, as a human, I don't take damage when I fall, when I jump typically. Typically. I could. Yeah. But, could. like, I also can't jump 10 feet, and I don't know what I've yeah. never. I feel like if you can jump, if it's the distance that you have been able to push yourself, you should be able to recover from the fall, no problem. I feel like that's how it should work, yeah. but I don't know. Like, without any indication, I should be taking fall damage from this. Maybe there are... I don't know. Why are the jumping rules so hard in this game? <laughs> I can never remember them. I'll pull I, them up later. I, yeah. Um, so I can also... I also get lucky footwork. When you fail a deck saving throw, you can use your reaction to roll a d4 and add it even after you fail potentially save it. Okay. Um, so that's the Herringon stuff. We'll cover that. Tell me about these feats. Um, Not your rabbit feet. So I took the... Okay, let me go Let me go to feet, the feats page because they were there, but I want to get them. I want to get them right. Um, okay. I got the telepathic speech, meta magic. Where are you at, feats? Rachel traits. Uh, feats. So I took the crusher feet. It's <laughs> <laughs> unexpected. Uh, Why? <laughs> It has to do with an item in my inventory. Okay. But the Crusher feat says once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, uh-huh, you can uh-huh. now move it five feet to an unoccupied space, provided the target is no more than one size larger than you, which is going to be medium creatures only. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, medium is um, a very common size. So, When you score a critical hit that deals bludgeoning damage uh, to a creature, uh, attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage until the start of your next turn. So you okay. could potentially like kind of hit somebody as a target if you're ganging up on somebody. Sure. But you're a sorcerer, so why? Uh yeah, it's just cuz I thought it'd be fun. Okay. Well, what's um, the item? But, but I'll get I'll get to that. Okay. So uh I also took meta magic adept, which is one of my favorite things to take as a sorcerer. I couldn't you resist. You just get more meta magic. You get basically. more meta magic. So yeah. I took a transmuted spell. Um, when you cast the spell that deals damage of the following list, you can spend one sorcery point to change that damage type to one other listed. So acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder. I can interchange whatever I want in between those. That's pretty cool. Which is um, it's, it's fairly powerful. Um, yeah, I do it, it in Super be. Quest Saga. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, distant spell, when um, you cast a spell that has a range of five feet or greater, you can spend one sorcery point to double the range of the spell or make the range 30 feet for a spell uh, with a range of touch. 
Oh, nice. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got. Instead of ability scores on this show, we take feats to just kind of cover. Not all you know, the time, but uh, yeah. Not all the time, like, but most of the time I feel like we do. I like to take at least one. Um, okay, let me go to my inventory here. All right, tell me about this weapon. So I have Elven Chain on. Okay. Um, which is fun. You know, they didn't have to use a lot of it. Um, but I took the tentacle chain. rod oh, oh, as my armor. So my oh. AC is 15. Oh, I'm like, okay, you have chains. They're, they're specifically elven made. How oh, yeah, this, that'd be cool. How does some, this play some in? No, it's elven chains, chain mail. Like gotcha. whips made Wait, you chains. can wear it? Can you wear it? It said I was proficient with it. Like, I, I let D&D Beyond tell me what okay. I could select. I'm not so. going to question it for now. Yeah, for now, let me know if I can wear it. It's medium armor, huh? Like... Do you have it equipped? Yeah. Okay. All right. It let all me right, do it. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. You do, okay. What else you got? I'm I'm looking up Elven Chain because I'm disputing this. But go ahead. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like to know if I did something bad. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all good. I'll okay. Let you know. So I have the Tentacle Rod, which was oh, which was given to me. I thought about this, but yeah. it was way too melee oriented, so I didn't do it. But you did. You took right. Crusher. The crusher feet. Yeah, I was okay. like, okay, let me find a. I gotcha. took the crusher feet first because I thought it would be really fun for a smaller rabbit to fuck someone up like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I uh, went and found the item after the fact. Okay. So, yes, the elven chain, sorry. You are considered proficient with this armor, even if you lack proficiency with medium armor. So nice. anyone can wear this. It was the only armor. Because I, I clicked it's, proficiency. It's Frodo's armor. That's what it is. It's, look at it. It's Frodo's armor. It's Frodo's armor. Mithril. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Mithril. Tell me about your tentacle rod. Oh, God. Oh, no, don't, don't. No, actually. I'm going to. Oh, no. Uh, it was made by the drow. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> this rod is a magic weapon that ends in three rubbery tentacles. While holding the rod, you can use uh, an action. Let me let me zoom in here so I can see this shit. Oh, and it vanished. Cool. Oh, hold on. I'll just, <laughs> what's it? It's just called the tentacle rod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring my computer closer to me. That um, That's hilarious. While holding the rod, you can use an oh, action to again. direct each tentacle to attack a creature you can see within 15 feet of you. Each tentacle makes a melee attack roll. How many tentacles are there? Three? Three. Okay, uh, each tentacle <laughs> makes a melee attack roll with a plus nine bonus. Uh-huh. On a hit, the tentacle deals 1d6 bludgeoning damage, uh, which will trigger my, my feet. So you don't uh, need you don't need the strength. It has its own like uh, attack bonus. Yeah. Great. Okay. If I hit a target with all three tentacles, it must make a DC 15 Constitution saving throw. On a failure, the creature's speed is halved. And I did think about taking the one that gives them disadvantage, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I didn't know. Like, I wasn't so focused on the spells. And I yeah. didn't know about this before I started building it. <laughs> right. So, right. Uh, okay. But I did think about it beforehand. It was one on, uh, on consideration. Yeah. Uh, on a failure, the creature's speed is halved. It has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, and it can't use reactions for one minute. Uh, moreover, on each of its turns, it can take either an action or a bonus action, but not both. At the end of each of its turns, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. Okay, so you're you're built entirely around this rod that you found. Uh, you know what? I <laughs> built everything and equipped the rod last. Yeah, but so like, I well, guess yeah. Well, why did you pick the feet? You picked the feet after. The I picked rod, the feet because right? it's hilarious. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, you picked it before you had the rod. Yeah. Oh, I was God. like, I'll find the, I'll find a weapon that can beat someone I mean, down. Well, you did, and then it just happens it. to be a super good one, like and I very flavorfully in the right direction. Yeah, and you know, I'm building a level eight character on the spot with no in-game background, mm-hmm. so this is mm-hmm. more like maybe that's why we lean toward NPC creation. Like hmm. instead of PC creation well, in a I, lot of our builds, I I think it's because so. I'm a DM. I think that's that's that, why yeah, I do I mean, it. But I, I always approach it like 
I don't know what table I'm sitting at. So like, let me just make some some oh, dumb bullshit. Okay. Like, all right, all right. How yeah. did how did Far Away get his uh, aberrant mind? Uh, any any ideas? So he got the rod from the drow. So let me go to my background. Where's oh, my oh, background? Okay. Um, great question. I think it is under feats and traits. Feats and traits and feats and, and then traits. It should probably be under. Ooh. Are you sure? No, I'm not. Under. I'm certainly not sure. <laughs> Back, um, I, we always have trouble finding background, and we never remember where it's at. Is maybe it under, it's description? under description? Yep. Oh yeah, is. haunted one. Um, oh, is what so I he's said. seen some shit. He like saw he some said. shit. I was trying to figure out what what shit did he all... see. It made all his hair come off. <laughs> so it was pretty bad. It was pretty Whatever bad. It was. Those who look into your eyes can see that you have faced unimaginable horror and that you are no stranger to darkness. Though they might fe- uh, though they might fear you, commoners will extend you every courtesy and do the utmost to help you, unless you have shown yourself to be a danger <laughs> to them, which I usually do. Uh, they will even take up arms to fight alongside you should you find yourself facing an enemy alone which I think is a really cool this is like a spin on the folk hero it is it's like Um, instead of being inspired by you they feel sorry for you yeah they're like oh my god this This guy needs help yeah (laughs) Um, and so I kind of wanted to tie everything into there was a background called the inheritor that I almost took which would explain where I got the rod sure um, so basically, like Sensei died and gave me the rod, or what whatever. the fuck was Sensei doing with this rod? Sensei is evil, dude. <laughs> he's a bigger, fatter rabbit. He's big chungus. Okay, he's, all right. He's, uh, he's Bugs Bunny, but fat. Bugs Bunny is definitely a warlock. I heard they like, for sure. <laughs> he's a trickster god. Yeah, well, he's that Loki. Too. He's definitely Loki. He's wa- he's a Loki. He's a warlock patron, not a warlock. He, yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a he's a Loki variant, and yeah, he will have he's followers. A Loki. All right. Anything else about Far Away? Um, a fa- far Away. Sorry, Far Away. I was like, his name is not Far Away, <laughs> although I wanted it to sort of sound like that. So I got really confused right now. Sorry, Far One. Far One. The hair, that hair and gone. Whose hair is gone? Um, I don't know. What's a cool thing? What do you think you saw? I um, almost. I also almost picked. Um, Fay lost. Was that the background? That that is a background. Yeah, so like you wandered through, you got stolen by fey creatures and had to wander through the fey for like a while, and then you came out. I mean, you're, you're okay, like disturbed by you're like, you're tying the aberrantness to the fey at that point, which I well, that's see why I didn't really swung. pick it because yeah. like because it, of that. You didn't think it fits. Okay. But I like the idea of him getting like separated from family. Mm-hmm. And I know that's how Flaherin gone went, um, <laughs> but like. Um, Something happened and he wandered off. Maybe he became an adult. If Farawan had a sensei who gave him this rod or left him this rod, he probably saw something really horrible happen to his sensei. Yeah, it, it's got to be that. And yeah. then, like, and the uh, rod's all that's left. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, I have to take, I, someone has to come with me, but only one of us can leave. It'll be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, whatever it was, ate my. Definitely sensei. Big Chungus. And then, yeah, Big Chungus was for foodsies. Yeah. It's like, I have to save the world. By feeding uh, myself my body. to this eldritch abomination. Earmuffs, my child. <laughs> and then, like, close your eyes. Okay, sure. Eyes. Yeah, okay. And I couldn't do either one because my no. ears are so big and my eyes are so large. Sure. And okay. um, oh I have really God. big eyes for a small creature. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Big Chungus got eaten up. And then the rod fell down. It didn't also get eaten. And mm-hmm. I was like, guess I'm taking this. You, you picked up your, your, your sensei's lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, right. and then uh, it was like a nasty tentacle yeah. lightsaber, and then like, um, the yeah, dance with what? What brought you? Whatever aberration I saw was yeah. like 
are you going to like call an Uber? Like, I, only okay. need, I only need one. You get to go. Maybe it was Jubilex. This sounds like Jubilex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw Big Chungus get oozed yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you, you're going to call an Uber? Oh, my you, God. Are you going to eat that? And I'm like, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Let's take a long rest. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest. This is the part of the show where we know what's going on. Do and we? And I know that we know what's going on because you know what's going on and you told me you know what's going on. And you made a document. I did. We have a document now for long rest. There's a sh- I brought order to the chaos. Oh, did we do shout outs for Patreon? Dun, dun, dun. The chaos reigns. Womp, womp. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> shit. Hold on, everyone. The last mile. I know that one. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Patron shout outs. We're Let's gonna go. Do, we're going to do patron shout outs now. All right. Right? Updated like a couple days ago, so we're good. Thank you, Mantros. Thank you, Mantros. Thank you, Mantros. Thank you. Legio X. Thank you, Legio X. Do you think it's Legio? No, it's definitely Legio. Legio. Yeah. Legio X. Doing a cross with my arms. Uh, Kelsey Malone. Thank you, Kelsey. Kelsey Malone's back. Uh, Hunter Bears. Thank you, Hunter. Thanks, Hunter Bears. I like Hunter Bears. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Shane Calder. Thank you, Shane. Upgrade. Let me upgrade you. It's a Beyonce song. Emery Wilson. Thank you, Emery. Oh, I skipped. Thank you, Emery. I skipped Justin Beckwith. Thank you, Justin. Justin Beckwith. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Uh, Okay, here I go. The sixth sick sheiks sixth sheeps sick. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Thank you, though. One, two, three, four, five, S. The trip. I said S instead of What the fuck am I saying? (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six S's. So, the S to the sixth. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's your other name. I won't remember. The sixth, six sheiks, sixth sheeps, sick. I did it good twice. Thanks for the upgrade, my my homie. We appreciate it. <laughs> Anthony Cardinale. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony Cardinale. That's super. Very, thank you. Anthony. Very generous. I, I don't know, Anthony, if you if you caught the the spaceship that I, I named after you. In Superquest Saga. In Super Quest Saga. But it, it exists. It was in a, one of the, I want to say interludes. The one with oh, the no distress way. signal. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. I had so much fun recording yeah, that. Absolutely. Thanks, Anthony. Oh, the Cardinal. The Cardinal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Anthony, you made it. You're so immortal right now. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. Um, yeah, dude. I'm just going to check the email, but like. Let's let's uh, let's let's. Uh, speaking of Patreon, thanks. It's the number one way to support us. It is. Uh, yeah, we very t- much we so. got a bunch of surveys done. Uh, we contracted the government to help with their <laughs> survey squads, and they were like, "Dude, it's Patreon. It's the number one way to support you." I was like, really? <laughs> you think so? Thanks for letting us know. Aside from like listening, so, right? But right, like, absolutely. You know, if you want to, like, the next step is, and they were they just, full disclosure, mm-hmm. it's a government survey. From several governments, by the way. <laughs> Not just ours. Yeah. Imaginary governments. <laughs> Fantasy governments. This is a Dungeon Dragons podcast. Um, we got uh, we got a lot going on and we we do the we do we do in the show. It takes takes some takes the shit out of us sometimes. But yeah, we, we it love takes, to, it we takes love a to, ton of time, a lot of resources. We but love to do it. We love doing it. And we love that you love when we do it. 
and we want to keep doing it, and that helps God, a lot. It really does because we're spending a ton of time on it. Um, we got lots of bonus content there if you're looking if you're looking to get a little extra on top, a little more Brian and Will in your ears. Uh, we got live plays. We got early episodes without ads. At the that's what the, you get all this shit at like five bucks a monthies, and like it <laughs> it true. super makes a difference in our yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. So it does. thanks. Um, show notes. You can see them. Yeah, yeah there. you can read them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, low on cash. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, Brian. <laughs> you know what else helps? You Leaving can do a review. Stuff. You can leave that's a review free. on Apple Podcasts or on free. Spotify. And it is free. And that also free. helps us tremendously. It helps a lot. Go review all your other podcasts on Spotify, too, because it's really easy. But, all this stuff is so easy. <laughs> I do it all the time because I'm like, it helps me so much. I want to help the other people I listen to. Okay, for sure. That's so good. I do it. You're doing you good work. You should too. Be You're like me. Work. Be like Brian. Be like Brian. Be like Brian. Bend it like Brian. I don't know what that means. Bend it like Beckham. This is a I, soccer I, movie. I know it's a soccer movie. I don't know what it means. I'd be bending these audio wave files. True that. True audio, that. these waveforms. You guys can also just spread the word. Yeah. You just tell people about the shows, and we appreciate that as well. Oh, we're going to zag on them. We're going to, we're whiplash coming, because maybe you do have money, though, and you have a little more, you have a little more than you need. What? Okay. Oh, you, now oh, you I want see, a shirt. I see the zag. I see you want the a zag. shirt? Or a mug. You want a mug? Do you want a tote bag? Do you want it to have my Pin, face on it? We don't have that. But you can get like our logo we for the Dungeon Cast. We could make that up enough people ask. We have art of me and Will as like fantasy people that we used to use well, on those, old YouTube those videos. Those need to be redone. We're not releasing those. They look so good. I looked they at look it the other day. Horrifying. It was a really well done piece. I was like, who, what artist oh, okay. did we reach out to for this? I this do is not so good. This is a long time. They're good in a bad way, but they're yeah, great. They're, they're like, corny. It's yes. A, it's a corny piece on purpose because that's we, who we are. We might release them. Can I get one on a sweater? Yeah, you can yeah, if, if I decide to put it on there. Like, I wore a Dungeon Cast sweater for the whole thing. It's one of my favorite hoodies. My other yes, favorite hoodie says Hadouken on it, and it's, oh, Re- sure. it's a silhouette of Ryu, and it looks like Chill Wave. I know? also love my Dungeon Cast hoodie. It's yeah, fantastic. It's a it's, great It's hoodie. over there. It's just not cold enough to wear right now. No. Well, I'm, for me. Says you. Yeah. And we yeah. do have a heater on. I don't yeah. know. I just was like, I need to change. You know what happened when you got here? Uh, yeah, I do. And I was like, uh, the first thing I found was this hoodie. Yeah. Yep. So I, d- I really yep. didn't change just a dirty shirt on under the hoodie. Do you need to lock in your nastiness? Oh my God. Wear a, d- wear a decast hoodie. Uh, what do we got? Spread the word? Like peanut uh, butter. You know our, how you make a I peanut butter and jelly sandwich? spread the word. So peanut the butter next, and jelly sandwich with your words. The next thing on the list is you can also follow our Discord. We got a wonderful community over there uh, ran by our wonderful mods. Um, if you we need want- to get ready. Because we're announcing the Discord. Who, yeah, get ready because we just announced the Discord. There's a lot of people incoming. Ready. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have to tell them to get ready. Get uh, ready. We're also on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Follow us there. We have content and, and posts going on all the time. Yeah, we're doing like cool unboxings on TikTok. Yeah, it's fun. absolutely. Um, Are we ready to call it a game, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. 
One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.